In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. This is the Christmas story as told by the Gospel according to John, and it's very different from the one we heard St. Luke tell on Christmas Eve. One of these stories is not better or more correct or more important than the other. They're just different, different perspectives, and we need them both. For Luke, it's about Mary and Joseph going to Bethlehem, an angel announcing good news to the shepherds, and Jesus lying in the manger. Luke's birth narrative situates the Christ child in a royal lineage, a chosen family, and names specific people, places, and events. For John, the story is cosmic. In John's gospel, Christ's life does not start when he is born as a baby in a manger. Rather, Christ coexists with God from before the time of creation. John intentionally links his story about Jesus to Genesis using the exact same words, in the beginning, to introduce his gospel. He then reinterprets Genesis, saying that Christ is God's word, God's very act of creative speech, speech that creates light. And from this light, everything else follows. The heavens and earth, the plants, the animals, fish, and human beings. John's story is a creation story a story of becoming and the calling forth of life. Luke holds before us the child, a savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. John says that we, we have the power. We've been given the power to become children of God. I think most of us here when we hear about the word becoming flesh and living among us, we immediately assume that it's about Jesus. And of course, the word becoming flesh is about Jesus. But I don't think it is exclusive to Jesus, as if Jesus is the only one in whom the word became or can become flesh. The gospel says, but to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. So what about you and me? What about this power to become children of God? What about the word becoming flesh in us? 
the incarnation of God, the embodiment of God in human life, the word becoming flesh, is not limited to Jesus. Jesus is that picture, the pattern, the archetype of what the word become flesh looks like, and we look to that picture so that we can recognize it, see it in ourselves, and see it in one another. We see Jesus in fleshing the word of God throughout his life. He enfleshes forgiveness, love, mercy, peace, gentleness, nonviolence, wisdom, compassion, generosity. Jesus is our way, our truth, our life. He personifies who we are, who we truly are, who we can become. The whole mystery of Christian truth is that the word became flesh and dwells among us. The infinite, most high, transcendent God beyond all gods has chosen to dwell intimately and closely with us and in us, to become one of us, one with us. We call this the incarnation. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. This year has been a dark year. Sometimes it's been pretty hard to see the light, the pandemic has forced us to isolate from one another, closed up in our homes. Most of us know people who have been ill, and some have died. And even when people's problems, their illnesses, and sadly at times, their death, Sometimes they have nothing to do with the COVID virus, yet we are unable to be with them as before, to touch them, to encourage them, and comfort them. This has been a very difficult year. But it was into just such difficult times that Christ was born. The Roman Empire had occupied the Eastern Mediterranean and ordered everyone to register for taxation. And Joseph and Mary had to scramble for a place to stay just as their baby was about to be born. Herod, the local despot, did crazy, destructive, and homicidal things any time he imagined that someone else might be challenging his claim to power. This is the historical world that Jesus was born into. And it was exactly at that time of darkness and for that time of darkness 
that Christ came into the world. It is exactly in our current darkness that Christ once again comes into our world. In Jesus, we see compassion and hope. Not superficial niceness or wishful thinking, but that costly love that sustains us throughout all difficulties. Giving of himself in ways that cost everything. This is what God has done and continues to do as he comes among us. We know that God is in our midst and that he is our hope and our comfort. We know that someday soon we will be able to see one another again, to reach out and touch and embrace one another again. God is with us in our real difficulties and we rejoice in God's presence God's love for us and for all of God's children. God has sustained us through a sad and dark time. But the light that he brings will not remain dim. There are concrete signs that the oppression and darkness of the last year are lifting. Our church family continues to hold together, to grow together, and we will feast together again. Just as Jesus touched and healed and feasted in real life, in the flesh, we also will gather once again in the flesh to rejoice in him and heal one another. Merry Christmas, everyone. And may the coming year be blessed in the hope that lives in us, the word made flesh. Amen.